Welcome back to the Gamers Live podcast, where we cover numerous aspects of the South African gaming world. Uh, it's esports stars, it's game developers, the movers and shakers, uh, the new businesses popping up and those closing down. Uh, we do this in an effort to unpack just what's going on in South Africa inside this exciting industry. Yeah, we're sitting with uh, Chris Eden, the uh, founder and managing uh, director of Skirmish. Um, uh, what Skirmish is, essentially, it's a third-party competitive gaming app, uh, and it allows gamers, brands, teams, and uh, streamers and communities to uh, to bet on each other in competitive games. Um, I did download the app. It's uh, uh, It's got Fortnite there at the moment. I'm not a big Fortnite player, but anyway, I checked it out and saw the mechanics work. Um, so from my perspective, um, I dig it, I'm excited about it, um, but I need to talk straight. I'm not entirely understanding all the ins and outs of it. Um, so I'm going to ask you a little bit about that and assuming some sort of familiarity with esports, um, Bitcoin, blockchain. I mean, this isn't the forum to start explaining all that. So take me through the layman version of what, you, what you've built and we'll we'll take it from there. Well, yeah, great to connect again, Scott. Um, so, so yeah, let me let me take let me take a, a back a, a step back. Just look at kind of where we started and how we got to where we are now, because it kind of unpacks the story as to what it is that we're doing quite well. So, um, um, as you know, my background was marketing and advertising, and um, built an agency called Brand Inc. that did a lot of work in the sports sponsorship space. Um, kind of by accident, but we kind of became a specialist in the creative creative uh, space of, of sports sponsorship and marketing. And um, we did a lot of work with guys like SA Rugby and Orlando Pirates and a lot of their sponsor brands. So we did, did work on both sides, both sides of the fence. And I met my co-founder, Roland Reed, because um, he comes from a production background and he was doing some content production for me for, for SA Rugby, funny enough. And um, we got talking about esports and gaming after one of the shoot days. And he, you know, he was saying like, you know, our creative approach to traditional sporting stuff, we could potentially apply to the esports space. And, um, you know, maybe there was a commercial opportunity there. And, you know, typical agency heads started to tick and think about what we could do creatively there. I did a little kind of digging around the local market to see where it was at. But that led me on a journey to looking at, uh, a much bigger market being the global one, and that was far more enticing. And uh, the commercial opportunities were far bigger uh, because the market is just dramatically, uh, it, it's huge. You know, you're talking about, I mean, numbers are being thrown around a lot, but it's around two and a half billion gamers, online gamers on the planet. Quite a diverse market, though, that that's from online backgammon and chess to Fortnite to Call of Duty. So it's quite, quite diverse. And um, I, you know, I, a few months later, you know, after kind of doing a lot of research, Ron and I were chit-chatting about what, what was the idea that we were going to come up with. And I started to talk about the online poker model and how, you know, there was Pigs Peak Casino in South Africa, which was very popular until, you know, the government shut down um, all online gaming and gambling. And, um, and also looking at poker stars and how these guys really democratize the game of poker, you know, allowing anyone anywhere in the world at any time to sit down and play a game, whether it was for final for cash or, you know, big tournament money. I mean, you could play for a couple of dollars or you could be playing for tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars um, with some really, really smart technology. 
And um, was there anything like that for gamers? You know, could gamers create their own competitive experiences anywhere, anytime, and uh, and play for real cash? You know, cross out the rewards and you know fluffy stuff, but rather let's let's play for money. Was that possible? And was there anyone doing it? And um, could we create some special technology to to do exactly that? And that took us on this journey to where we are now, and um, it's been. <laughs> A super challenging look if this stuff was easy everyone would be doing it as mm. we've learned over the last few years but understanding global legislation regulations and um, legalities around what we're doing and also technology required to do what we do and the way we do it um, we started to build some technology uh, back in 2018 and uh, raised some cash off a proof of concept and and it was really about just creating some smart smart tech that could allow a very seamless journey for, for gamers to, you know, not interrupt their gaming experience because that's the last thing that they want, but to add, add more to it rather, you know, another level of competitive gaming, you know, for them. So, you know, also assisting the games by creating another level of content for them outside of their traditional gaming spaces. And uh, the idea was to house this all in what would be your command center. And it made sense to make it mobile technology or an app so that it, it could sync or work with multiple gaming platforms. So to facilitate you know, competitive gaming for gamers across PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and mobile to mobile uh, competitive gaming. So we went with an app. Um, we also remained very, very focused. You know, we needed, we needed to make sure we could get our technology right on one game, um, as well as our marketing strategies, get it right for one game, refine, get it the best that it can be, and then deploy it across multiple games on horizontal. Um, and that, that very, very like straightforward thinking has been, uh, or focused thinking has been driven by my C CEO that I brought in at the beginning of this year, Luke, Luke Grob who's been part of founding teams of, of a couple of billion dollar businesses, one being HelloFresh UK, another one Reef Technologies, both, you know, him and his team took those companies to north of, you know, they're now north of $10 billion on, on both the German uh, and US stock exchanges. And, uh, you know, he was he really drove this kind of focused operational approach, you know, let's do, do it and do it well. Like the creative and fluffy stuff can come later, but make sure you get this thing right and get it into market. And um, that that very focused drive has brought us to where we are now. Um, we've gone through various raises of raising investment cash from angel investors and seed seed funders, and um, and putting our product into market, which um, happened officially at the beginning of this year. Uh, it was a bit of a clunky product. Um, you know, you build something over two and a, two and a half years with a, a very small team limited resources and uh, knowledge and also there's no blueprint for what we're doing so mm -hmm. <laughs> you're kind of building from scratch and learning as you go and it's like building a house without knowing how to lay the foundations properly and um you know that's a recipe for disaster but what we needed to do was we needed to tick a few boxes like a hypothesis around you know could we create something special was there appetite for what we were doing and could we convert users and um, well, that, definitely turns that, out that we could. Well, that's the question I've got for you. I mean, when you're when you're conceptualizing this, what what problem really were you trying to solve? I mean, what how, what pieces of the puzzle were you trying to were you trying to fit together? On a you know on a, I understand you had to build some technology at this stage. I, don't, I really I still don't understand exactly how the app communicates with Fortnite, for example, to to make that to make that work, but. On a on a more sort of uh, non technical level, like within the esports uh, 
the way esports is currently run on the whole, what maybe you could just take me through that and what problem you were trying to address there? So, I mean, the, the, the problem that we looked at was it, it felt like, and the same with, with going back to the poker story, it felt like uh, competitive gaming was really a, a very um, exclusive environment. So the pros could play at the, you know, the esports stars, the, the, the million dollar gamers and, um, and streamers had the ability to compete on these kinds of levels um, in a very sort of esports dominant place. And, and that, that's a fraction of the market, a very, very small percentage. And we wanted to enable gamers of all levels. So your casual gamers, your newbies to your casuals to, you know, ones that want to go pro, the ability to play in a customizable competitive experience. And that was ultimately where this, this whole train came from. Like what the poker guys did, where they democratized and created a, an inclusive environment for everyone to play a, a game of competitive poker or just for fun. We wanted to do exactly the same for gaming. And, uh, you know, that when we started and looked at competitive landscape, there were a lot of, um, you know, very structured tournament platforms out there that catered to the, the kind of the best of the best or those that want to be the best of the best and leading up to big esports tournaments, etc. But there weren't a lot that catered for the casual gamers and also in a very like, uh, dynamic manner to go across multiple platforms. Everything was very PC-based originally. We're seeing, uh, you know, uh, platforms evolving and some new competitors popping up there around the world doing some really great stuff. But we wanted to focus on this, you know, giving giving the casual gamers or game casual market, which is the biggest percentage of this this industry, the ability to earn cash from the games that they love playing on a daily basis. So, you know, when you're playing a game, why not be playing it for a bit of money? You know, there's uh, people can actually make a living off this outside of just the pros and so on. And um, uh, you know, just just by adding that that little bit of incentive to the gameplay, it, like adds an extra edge to it. It's, it's creating new content for the games that these guys are already playing. Um, but rather than, you know, trying to look to solve a problem in industry, it was more about a hypothesis of, okay, could we create something special? Could we um, acquire customers? And could we acquire customers at effective rates? And then uh, can we turn those customers, customers, those players into payers? And that's the last little tick box that we've got to do, which, which is very exciting. Like we're right at the stage now where we're releasing our, our digital wallet, which is being built on the BTC blockchain. And that's that update to our app is happening uh, next week. So super, super exciting times right now. We've been building this uh, this digital wallet in conjunction with Coin Mode in the UK for the last, sure, it's been about eight months. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, that goes, that goes live next week. So we're super chuffed about that. And that'll be our last little tick box where we can say like, right, we've acquired all of these customers and now we can turn these guys into, into opening up their own wallets and putting their own money into the system. So, so far, you know, we run on the app, there are, are kind of what would be deemed to be relatively structured tournaments, whether a skirmish is hosting it or uh, a streamer or one of the gaming communities that we engage with from around the world. They have these little events um, and anyone can join those events anytime that they like or when they're on the app and you go in and you, you, you play. And every time you enter one of these events, you get your what would be deemed to kind of be like a chip stack. Is if you're entering a poker game, you get uh, your leaderboard points. You get a hundred points free, free, free as you as you join the board, and then you play. And then you use those points to wager against other players that are playing in that event. And um, so you'll put down ten points. Someone will match that, creates uh, like a, a pool of twenty leaderboard points, and then you'll play for that in Fortnite. And then uh, winner takes all. And it, you know, the more points you acquire, as you would in poker, the more chips you acquire. 
the bigger your stack gets, the higher up the, the leaderboard you go. And when, you know, these events are time-gated, when the, the time is up, the guys with the, the most amount of points at the end of it are the, the winners that then get paid out a certain amount of cash based on the, the cash prizes that are associated to that pool. The next step now with the players being able to put their own money into the system is they'll be able to create their own prize pools. So um, they initiate a game, and instead of just playing for leadable points, they'll be able to play for real cash. So like I put down $10 wager, and then my opponent will match that wager, creates a prize pool, and then off they go and they play. And then as soon as we verify the results off the tail of that, then you know, the cash moves to their digital wallets, and then they can extract it wherever they need to and whenever they want to. So how do you, and, how, uh, so, so how do you guys make money? Do you take a percentage, or how does, the, how does your model work here? Yeah, yeah, so exactly that. We take a small rake off the top of every prize pool that's created. So at the moment, we sponsor all the prize pools or brands or, or communities that we work with sponsor the prize pools and the current events on the app. Uh, the next step is now uh, a community crowdfunded approach. So if it's an event that's got hundreds or thousands of people playing in it, they'll have the ability to fund that prize pool. And, the, and, and whoever, initiates the pri whoever initiates the event, whether it's a community streamer or even a, a, a gamer, they can dictate what, what the potential entry fee is. So it can be like $10 to play and then everyone has to match that. Or a streamer could say, I'm going to create an event. I'm going to kickstart the prize pool with $50 and anyone in this, this, this event can contribute to that. And then it's totally up to their community, their followers. They can contribute like what the Twitch model does with regards to subscriptions and donations on, online. You know, you, you, can, um, you can put in $5, you can put in $10, you can put in whatever you want, or you don't have to put in anything. But those that do will, will contribute to a greater prize pool. And the more money that's there, the more people get paid out. And the fact that we've built our, our digital wallet system on the blockchain allows us to pay more players out. So traditionally, only the top potentially top 10, maybe if it's a big million dollar tournament, the top 50 might get paid out. Within our system, we can pay out the top 90% of, of players in every event. So although, you know, the you know potentially 75% of those players are only going to be making 25 cents or 50 cents to the dollar, you know, they're still getting money put into their digital wallets that they can utilize for, for, for other games. So that's, you know, yeah. just, just because of being built on the blockchain, there's low cost and transactions for us. So we can facilitate those kinds of payouts and instant payouts. Okay. So I had to, I had to put some thought into, um, uh, you guys use the, use the phrase of um, uh, democratizing uh, esports. And I had to put some thought into what you guys meant by that. And I'm, I'm starting to understand what you mean by this. It's a few different layers there. Okay. So you're, you're essentially um, enabling uh, the non-tournament players to essentially make a bit of money of that. Uh, they don't, or, or, or rather, they don't necessarily have to be part of an or, a, a tournament. They don't have to necessarily be part of an MGO to start making money from competitive gaming. At the same exactly. time, you've created. At the same time, you've kind of created a bit of a, almost like a payment gateway. There's some tech behind that, so you've got to you have to enable it. And I guess to get to get over and above the. Um, you know, international regulations of payout and banking. You're using you're using Bitcoin as essentially your basis there. Um, and um, but how would you guys, in a word, how would you describe your your app? Would you would you consider it a? It's not so much. It's kind of, it seems to be a multitude of things. And I'm just trying to you know in our in our sort of I'm trying to explain it as best as possible for my for the kind of guys that are going to read this piece or listen to this this uh, yeah uh, this audio. Is it would you, would you consider it a it's not a it's not an it's not a tournament app it's not a tournament organizing app it's it's not a it's is it more of a betting app or how do you how would you describe it no, well, no, no, no. it's a customizable uh, competitive gaming app so you know we we are um 
completely game agnostic. So it doesn't matter what game you want to play on. Um, like I said, we remain very focused on Fortnite and the Battle Royale genre of games to get the technology right, as well as our marketing communication messaging right, so that we could make sure that our CPAs are as low as possible and, and, and our acquisitions are effective. And, uh, and also making sure that the technology and how we verify results and so on with games works incredibly well. From that, we can now spread it horizontally across multiple games. So it doesn't matter what game you're playing on. If you want to have a competitive experience, you can, you can download the app. You can jump into a structured event that's already there, or you can create your own um, and, and invite your community in to come and play with you and set the parameters around the game and uh, j- jump in and play. So it's not, you know, you're not relying on, on structured exclusive tournaments or tournament platforms, but rather giving any user anywhere the ability to, to create their own competitive experience. Okay, nice. Very interesting, exciting. And um, how would you, how's it going? Give us, can you lay out some numbers in terms of your... Yeah, yeah sure, I'll give you a little so, so like I said, we, we put our first product, a, a little, a, a bit of a flimsy product into market at the beginning of the year, but we needed to get it in there to check things and also to validate that we could pull this off and um, and look to find further investment to drive us forward. And we did that. And it was super exciting to see as much as it was super, super clunky and hard and a little bit unstable. We had thousands of users from around the world download it and, and get in and start playing games. Um, but like I said, it wasn't long before we saw that, you know, over two and a half years, although we had built something quite special, it, it needed to be rebuilt. <laughs> and I think that's um, every every company's nightmares as they progress. They they always want to make it. I mean, they always want to make their products better and better and better. But with technology, yes, it's yeah. pretty tricky and time consuming, and uh, you need to have the funding to pull that off. So very within about eight 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 or ten weeks, we were like, okay, we need to rebuild from scratch with all the learnings that we've got over the last two and a half years. Good, and uh, we pulled the trigger on that in March. And then built and relaunched the kind of what we would deem to be a more enterprise version of our product into market at the end of July. And, and it flew. It uh, was way better because the onboarding process was much simpler. The verification process was much, much, much easier for the users. And all the tech behind it was what much more stable and built for scalability. And uh, within 16 weeks of being in market, we've managed to amass uh, about 54, over 54,000 downloads we about 20,000 active players. Uh, we've had over 2 million uh, in-app currency we- uh, points wagered. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's super, like, it's crazy. And then we're doing that with one game. One game and very limited channel exposure. Um, very, very simple marketing. It's like, you know, win cash playing Fortnite. And, you know, that, that call to action is going to be going to spread across all the different games that we put onto our platform now. So the big next milestone for us is, as I said, we're launching this wallet next week and then check, checking the technology around that globally over the next sort of six to eight weeks. And then uh, we've got some new games launching in the new year, which we've been prepping for, for over the last, last couple of months, which is super exciting. And then it's just like, as we build that horizontal across, we're just, you know, diversifying our, our market potential and the amount of acquisitions that we can acquire. Do you have a do you have some sort of projection? I mean, you said you got twenty thousand active players. Maybe could you just give me a better idea of what that means, or give me a, give me an idea of I don't know if you're if you're comfortable divulging the kind of betting that's going on or the kind of money that's going in and out. Or 
Yeah, so look, as I said, we, we pre-wallet at the moment, which makes our app free to play. Okay. Um, so we, we're the ones that are sponsoring the prize pool cash along with partners uh, that we have, have signed up. So whether it's brands or whether it's um, uh, uh, communities, et cetera, contributing to those, those prize pools. And um, yeah, I mean, there's been thousands of dollars that have moved moved through the machine to pay pay out our winners accordingly over the last few weeks. When next next year kicks in and we've got more games and we've got the wallet active, then there will be you know what what we've been doing with this uh, this wagering mechanic within the platform. When you get your stack of chips with each event you 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 enter, we've seen over you know two million points wagered in the process of just a few weeks. And through that, there's a kind of there's a learning mechanism of understanding what it takes to be competitive on our platform and how to use it. And in it's a case, you know, those points can be replaced now with with real world money or with dollars. And um, your wallet will be able to hold multiple currencies, including cryptos. Um, and then you can utilize those to to wager against. So the market that we're going after specifically is the skills based wagering market, and a market that's you know it's been around for a while, but really it's in its infancy now. And uh, there's a lot of attention being paid to it by, you know, the traditional gambling houses and so on, looking for innovations within the spaces that they've been going after. And also a space that's, um, you know, it, it's kind of gray from a regulation point of view around the world because it's not deemed to be betting or gambling, mm. but rather skills-based gaming, which is completely different. And it under, runs under a different set of rules. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, we're, we're available to be, you know, uh, to be utilized in over 120 countries or jurisdictions around the world, which is super, super exciting. Yeah, that is exciting, man. Yeah, this is a, it's a, it looks like a good platform. Um, I'm very keen to see how you guys grow, see how you develop. Um, I've learned a thing or two from this conversation. So that's, that's, that's great. Um, and it's always exciting to see, you know, uh, you know, homegrown, South African uh, company doing something, doing something cool and uh, going for the international market around a, a new sport, a new industry. And um, it sounds like it's, you're doing it very, very smart. So congratulations on that. You took, a, you took the leap and went for it. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Like, I, I think I've just been super fortunate to be able to be connected with some incredible individuals. We've got such an amazing team here. Um, and, and although we've, you know, a lot of our operations happen out of South Africa, we've got people around the world. Um, in the UK, Isle of Man, US, and uh, yeah, it's it's really special to see like a, a really group of impeccable, exceptional people come together and be so passionate about what they do on a daily basis. I think we're very fortunate. Like if you think about developers, if they're not developing, what are they doing in their spare time? They're generally gaming. So like 95% of the staff here are avid gamers. So who wouldn't want to be doing something that you're so passionate about outside of work when it, it becomes your, your, your work? And from, you know, the experienced guys here, like obviously Luke, you know, working for billion dollar companies, know, the know-how of how to pull those kinds of things off to guys that have come in here straight out of Vasti, uh, that's, there's just such wonderful stories. Like guys, um, one of the youngsters we met really early on in the journey, uh, Joshua, he was a, a Rondebosch boy, went to UCT, did an information technology degree. And um he came in here as like just just as a as a as a newbie kind of intern and was helping with a bit of content creation and uh now he's a product manager like he's challenged us like we've never seen and and has been a, a crucial crucial part of the success here of building our product out understanding the market understanding what competitive gamers are after and so on 
And um, yeah, just just lovely stories of, of of young and old coming together and really creating something special. And I think uh, you know, lovely success stories, but it really it's it, it goes far beyond just you know the entrepreneurs entrepreneurs that drive the business, but rather the the, the people that we've amassed to come together to to do something really really special. And something I say to the team, like we're really fortunate in very strange times when you know economies are crashing and and businesses are folding that we've we've we're in the right place the right space the right time to be an incredible success as a business Mm. and you know so many people underestimate what south africans are capable of doing and you know we we, we're thick-skinned and uh think innovatively all the time because if if we didn't we'd be in a lot of trouble and um that that spirit like rings very very true in this this company Fantastic. Yeah, great. On that point, I think it's a good good point to close on. It's a good positive note. Yeah, looking forward to see what's um, what's in the next few months for you guys. Okay. Thank you very much, Scott. Great. Thanks so much for your time, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Take All care. Right. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Chris Heaton, co-founder and currently managing director of Skirmish, the uh, fresh South African homegrown app looking to give anyone and everyone anywhere the uh, ability to make money on the blockchain, playing the games they love. Uh, and in the process, the... Uh, the company wants to democratize the esports and gaming industry. Uh, we're looking forward to their success. I'm Scott Peter Smith. This is Gamers Live, and you can check out more podcasts and other things we do on the Times Live website, or find us on iono.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to find your podcasts. Uh, goodbye, good night, and good luck. And the last one up, please turn off the console.